So, without further ado, like Dave said, he preaches better than he sings. So, <laughs> let's give Nathaniel a massive welcome as he comes and does the word for us tonight. Hi, everyone. If you could see my boots, I'm shaking in here. Yeah. I just want to say thank you to Pastor Dave and Pastor Sean for the opportunity to um, get the platform to exalt the house of God. And um, I think the reason why I'm shaking is to make sure I don't bring me, but that to bring Christ. Because um, that, that is what this is all about. That what we're doing here is not about any man, but about Christ. And he magnified in everything we do. Um, is my wife here? Yeah. <laughs> Some water, sorry. My throat is dry. <laughs> So tonight, I'm not going to speak for long. Um, I'm going to be very short. Even though Pastor Sean wants to give me so much time. <laughs> but when Pastor Sean mentioned that he would like me to share something tonight, I was asking God, <laughs> what can I talk about you? That the house of God has not already heard. And to talk about the fact that um, we all want to see different sides of the Father. Because it's easy for us to get used to a certain way that he operates and then get complacent. So tonight I want to talk to you about praise about circumstances. Praise above circumstances. So what is praise? And I tried looking for a dictionary definition of praise. And it says, to express warm approval or admiration for something or for somebody. To express warm approval or admiration for something or somebody. And I ask myself, why that express warm approval? That means that that expression should be real. It should be true. We could easily, um, you know, flatter someone to get them to do something for us. And we could really, really, truly say that you are beautiful and it's because you truly mean it. Or to say that you are great and you truly mean it. Not because it's a nice thing to say, but because we truly mean it. So right from the definition, we can understand that it has to be true. For it to mean something, 
to the, to the one who is receiving this praise. It has to mean something to you so that it would mean something to the one who is um, receiving this praise. Now, when we experience the presence of God, which may result in limitless favor, you could find encouragement when you're in the presence of God. You can find healing, deliverance, peace, joy, provision, etc. But the most important reason to praise God includes the fact that he is worthy. That the reason why we praise God is because he is worthy. And that he takes pleasure in our praise. He takes pleasure in our praise. Why do we say God is worthy? Why do I say God is worthy? I think Psalm 18 verse 1. In fact, throughout, but I'll take this verse 1 and 2. And, and, and David was saying that, I love you, Lord. Lord, my strength. My Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Now, within a, a short verse... David had described why God is worthy. Why is he worthy to you? Who is God to you? Is he your strength? Is he your rock? Is he your fortress? The word of God says, he's a strong tower that the righteous run into and they are saved. Now, that is why we praise God, because he's worthy. One other thing I would like to mention is that no one likes to feel insignificant. So when you lift up praise to the one you love, when you lift up praise to the king of kings, he delights and pleasures in our praise. What am I trying to say? When we recognize God in our lives, it means a lot to him. He gave us a free will so we can choose to, you know, recognize other things in our lives than God. And a lot, a lot of times, I believe we all were in that space where other things were playing God in our lives until we met God and we truly realized that this is where we want to be. There's no other place than in his presence. Because once you take that step into his presence, there's an exchange. So when we recognize God in our lives, it means a lot to him because it is a sure sign that we have received his love. Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 
says, For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith. So even the, the, the joy and, and the celebration we have in our own lives now, it is not by our own strength. It is by grace. Through faith. Because if there's anybody here who can tell me that the, the day they accepted um, the Lord as their Lord and personal Savior, they suddenly changed. Like their, their face, their body, everything changed. No. You still look the same. But then through faith, you knew that a change, something new has happened. And even though your family, your friends, can, can see you as the same guy they know, they can tell that something is different about you. Because of faith in Christ. And this is not from yourself. It is the gift of God. Not by works. Not by works. So that no one can boast. The the ability to stand on stage to sing and be a blessing to other people is not by works. So I cannot take glory or take any boasting in myself. But can only give glory to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What is circumstance or circumstances? It's a fact and a condition connected with or relevant to an event or action. A fact or a condition connected with and relevant to an event or action. That is a circumstance. Now, from what I understood by that, that means that the facts can change. The condition can change. So you ask, why praise above circumstances? Understanding what praise means and what it accomplishes in our lives and understanding what circumstances means and the fact that they can change it's, it's no argument that wherever you find yourself, praise will always be sure and true. It will always be sure and true. Therefore, one cannot base their praise on the circumstances in their lives. We cannot base our praise on the various circumstances in the life. Otherwise, the day you feel good, <laughs> your, your praise comes around. The day you don't feel, you don't even know if you exist or not, um, praise goes away. But does that change the fact that God is always there? No, it, it, it does not change the fact that God is always there. And as long as we would just get or create that opportunity to recognize him, become aware of his presence in our lives, suddenly 
he'll begin to move. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Making sure you understand that your circumstances will change. But he will remain forever. He will remain the same forever. You know, sometimes people, will be, I mean, people outside you will be wondering, why are you so excited in the house of God? They, they might not be able to understand it. But it's because you're beginning to realize that no other thing can overshadow your praise. Nothing can change your praise. What are some of the circumstances that you are going through that only you may know and is weighing you down to the point that you can't get your praise on? I mean, we all have different things and and issues in life that we get to deal with. Maybe the thing you find very troubling or very difficult to deal with is something I could deal with it quickly. Yet, something I find so difficult to handle, you also might find it so easy to deal with. So then, why would we allow anything to steal our joy? Now, what I mean by that is to be able to seek God in the midst of that circumstance because God is there and just waiting for you and I to recognize him or acknowledge his presence and then suddenly all that he carries which we looked at when David was um, 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 defining praise or worthiness he carries becomes ours that is he gives us peace he gives us joy he, be- he becomes our encouragement he becomes our fortress he becomes our rock because that is who he is and the very moment you acknowledge his presence wherever you find yourself he takes whatever you are looking at and gives you what he's got causing a transformation causing an exchange right in his presence Matthew 11, verse 28 says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. I, I tried picturing what rest in, in, in God would look like. And so I went to pick this scripture, Mark, uh, Mark 4, verse 28 and um, verse 28 through to 40. This was talking about when Jesus Christ was in the boat. And the storm was, you know, he was sleeping. And the disciples were, you know, frantic because the storm was, was overwhelming. <laughs> and then God said, can you reverse that? So you can understand what my rest means. He says, the disciples were sleeping. In the boat while the storm was going on but because they knew that Christ is the one you know steering the boat they had no care about the storm 
they could rest even in the midst of the storm. If, if you and I, anytime we find ourselves in a circumstance, can sweep, you know, rip, uh, switch places and allow God to be the one to deal with that circumstance, suddenly, even though it's there, it becomes insignificant. In, in recent times, I've had to deal with a loss. And I, I got to a point where I couldn't even pray. And I kept on getting messages from brothers and sisters encouraging me. And it's as if the very moment I acknowledge the presence of God, even in the midst of that sadness, it felt as if I didn't even have it anymore. That is not to say that I don't feel the loss. But it's not weighing me down anymore. Like I said, I don't know what circumstance is going on in your life. But if, if we can turn that over to God by lifting up our praise... And when I say lifting up our praise, it's not only waiting for Sunday (laughs) to be able to sing. It is every day. Every day. And it's not only in in, in church, if you're the one that comes to church every day. No. Even in your workplace, in school, wherever you find yourself, in your house. If you can acknowledge his presence. Forgetting about everything else. Now, David wrote that um, 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 Psalm 18 at a time when he was being chased by his own bro- uh, um, son to, to kill him. So it wasn't like he, he was in, in a good place, excited. <laughs> He was going through a very tough time. A very difficult time. But that was the very moment he chose to acknowledge the presence of God in his life. And so today we can read that scripture and be encouraged. That when we raise our praise above circumstances... We will see God. He is always there. He is always there. Waiting for us to turn our focus away from all that distract us. (laughs) Onto the author and perfecter of our faith. What happens when we praise above our circumstances? I'd like us to read um, 2 Chronicles verse 20. So this is about Jehoshaphat. (laughs) After this, 
the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the what, Meunites <laughs> came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Eden, from the side of the Dead Sea. It is already in Hezazon Tamar, that is Idgedi. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord. He didn't call his war council. He said he inquired of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. And that is something when I was reading, I realized that if, if you happen to be the head of the family and something happens, what do you do? If you look at God, everybody else within the family turns their attention to God. If you are the head of a department and something happens and you decide to look at God for solution, everybody else will look at that. What am I saying? Wherever you find yourself, because you know God and you know Christ, if that circumstances has become overwhelming, the very moment you acknowledge his presence, it might be even in a secular environment, but the very moment you acknowledge his presence, because we all know he's not only in church, he's omnipotent, he's everywhere. So the very moment you acknowledge his presence, he shows up. So the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in, the fr in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the um, kingdoms of the nation. He's praising, acknowledging the, the presence of God. Power and might are in your hands, and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people, Israel, and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? <clears throat> they have lived in it and have built in a sanctuary for your name, saying, it is, if, if calamity comes to us, whether the sword of judgment or plague or famine, we will stand in, the, in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress and you will hear us and save us. Verse 10. Then now, here are men from Ammon, um, Moab, and Mount Seir whose territory you would not allow Israel to invade when, we came, when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. Now see how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the position you gave us as inheritance. Our God will not judge them. No, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army. That is attacking us. We do not know what to do. 
but our eyes are on you. How many times have we been in a situation where we think we do not know what to do? But the other option is to turn your eyes onto Christ. Reading further, all the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord, everyone inclusive. Then the Spirit of the Lord came on Jehazel, son of Zechariah, and the son of uh, Benia, the, the son of Je- Jehel, and um, the son of Matania, a Levite, and a descendant of um, Asaph. As he stood in the assembly, he said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat, and all who live in Judea and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of the vast army, for the battle is not yours. That circumstance is not yours to deal with in the first place. But if, if you choose to attend to it instead of giving it to the one who handles it, then it becomes a thorn and a challenge in your life. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march down against them. They will be climbing up by the pass of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the gorge in the desert of Jeru. You will not have to fight this battle. Take up your position. Stand firm and see the deliverance the Lord will give you. Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Go out to face them tomorrow and the Lord will be with you. I believe that if Jehoshaphat decided to call the war council instead of seeking the face of the Lord, they wouldn't have this assurance of the presence of God and the fact that the battle did not belong to them in in, in the first place. They would have gone through a rabbit trail of trying to find a way, a strategy to fight a battle that wasn't theirs in the first place. And then it becomes so impossible to deal with. So Jehoshaphat bowed down with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down in worship before the, the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korathites um, stood up and praised the Lord and the God of Israel with a very loud voice. Early in the morning, they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Joseph stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God and you will be upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. After consulting the people, Joseph had appointed men to sing in the Lord, sing to the Lord, and to, and to praise him for the splendor of his holiness as they went out to the, to, to the head of the army, saying, Give thanks to the Lord for his love endures forever. Now, this is someone who initially said, I do not know what to do. But the very moment he turned his praise towards God and began to acknowledge um, um, God and what he has done in his life, the reason for him to see God as worthy enough to give praise suddenly had that 
calmness, that peace to, to walk towards a vast army that they know that physically they could not match up to them. But now he knows that he's got what? The backing of the Most High God. Remember, it, it, it's not by works. Yeah. In, in the secular world, you have to work very hard before you earn anything. But in the house of God, it's the opposite. Before the foundation of the earth, that gift was already given out. So what do you think you can do to earn it? Nothing. What can we do to earn this grace? What can we do to end this, this favor upon our lives? Nothing. All we've got to do is acknowledge the presence of God in our lives. It's a give thanks to the Lord for his love endurance forever. And as they began to sing and praise the Lord, as they began to praise and sing, the Lord set ambush against the men of Ammon and Moab and Martyr where they, who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. I mean, you know the rest of the story. They started fighting among themselves. And so by the time the, 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 uh, Joseph and his people got there, they only saw bodies. No one survived. And they actually ended up taking up loots for something they didn't work for. You know, Pastor Sean mentioned something, that, um, um, something this morning. That you, you, you can only celebrate a victory when you've gone through a battle. And the fact that the battle even is not yours. So all you can do is trust the God of the battle and prepare your praise by faith. Because they have not seen this victory they only acknowledge the presence of God. And when his presence comes, and he brings encouragement. He strengthens you. He renews your mind about circumstances around you. So you praise him in faith for what you have not yet seen. I don't know, they, they took three days to take back the loot. Praise above circumstances. And I can tell you, it's, it's, it's easier said than done. So I'm not trying to say that if you're dealing with something and you've not found your voice to call upon the name of the Lord, then you are done. No. Remember, he's waiting for you to just acknowledge his presence. In the midst of the psalm. Just acknowledge his presence. And sometimes you might not have words to describe what you want to say. But he's a God who sees our hearts. Because sometimes our words may fill us. But your heart will always stay true. Even in times where you think you're upset with God. <laughs> He can see your heart. 
knowing that it is the circumstance that is making you react that way. So he does not hold it against you. How many people can say that about the God they serve? No one. No other God who created the earth and everything that is in it celebrates when one soul turns his attention to him. To say, thank you, Father, that you paid a price that I could not pay. That you fought a battle I could not win. So that I will be able to celebrate and have life. Life in abundance. And we are not talking about if you have some money in your account or you, you've got some riches somewhere or all is going well with you. Yeah, because maybe you're getting some promotion there. You know, then, then you think God has blessed you. It's far beyond that. It's greater than that. Those become the add-ons. Those become the add-ons. I want to conclude by saying that the story of the Israelites and the walls of Jericho is a very typical example of when praise overcomes the circumstances that we, ex- we go through. That is a very practical example. And that wasn't just in the spirit. <laughs> it happened. When they did not know how they're going to go through these thick walls, they still allowed God to be the one to lead them. And it would look funny that you're going to war with praise and worship. <laughs> it would look funny to your enemy. I mean, just like David. He came to meet, I mean, um, um, Goliath with a sling and stones. So sometimes people will look at you and think, Are you crazy? Is something wrong with you? That even in the midst of this chaos, you are celebrating already. What are you seeing that we are not seeing? The world is waiting for that demonstration. That in the midst of, let's say, covert, Christians don't lift up their voice and say, God brought COVID to punish us. That means that we don't have a relationship with him. Because he will not use that in that way. He would rather acknowledge the fact that we have turned to him for solution. Tonight, I want to believe that God wants you to lift a praise.
above your circumstance. Allow him to be the one to steer and to lead you. Holy Spirit, I know you're here. But we acknowledge your presence, Father. We're saying we're turning away from all that would distract us. And only focus on you, Lord. To turn our eyes to you, Lord. To recognize you in our lives. That the things of this world will grow strangely dim. You're the God that never forsakes your people. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. Come flood this temple with your presence, Lord. Begin to rest at the bottom of the boat, even in the midst of the storm, and allow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, allow your fortress, allow your rock, allow your strength and your stronghold to take over. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be overcome
by your presence, Lord. Let your presence, your presence, Lord. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flowers, place and fill the atmosphere. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for. To be overcome by your presence, Lord. Yes, your presence. Your presence, Spirit. Come. Come on. Can't have time for the Holy Spirit. If you speak about Him and you acknowledge Him, we've got to allow Him to to move and to minister. Father, we thank you for this word tonight. Thank you for this word. Thank you that you are present. Holy Spirit, to acknowledge, to um, you approve of this word. Holy Spirit. I just want to be obedient. When we finished the worship with Rachel, there was a song in my head, and I thought it was just a song for me. And normally he's the one that leads us into worship, Nathaniel, and then we preach. I just wrote it down. I'm going to try and sing the words to you, but I want you to receive it as a confirmation of the message before the message. But I'm only giving it after the message. I will give you all my worship. I will give you all my praise. You alone I long to worship. You alone are worthy of my praise. I will give you all 
my worship, I will give you all my praise. You alone I long to worship. You alone are worthy of my praise. Let's do it one more time. I will give you all my worship. I will give you all my praise. You alone I long to worship. You alone are worthy of my praise. If there was ever a blueprint message for praising above the circumstances it was tonight here's the thing sometimes you think you've heard every sermon there is to hear about a certain portion of scripture and then someone comes and blows you clean out of the water with so much power in a message like tonight and i don't want to add to the message he quoted so many examples but there's one New Testament example that I think stands with the rest tonight. Paul and Silas in prison. Their feet in stocks. Their hands in stocks. Their backs beaten open. And it says, and at midnight, Paul and Silas praised God. And when they praised God, in the midst of their circumstances. And their praise and their prayers were heard by all the prisoners. It says God was so moved that he touched the prison and the prison doors fell open and the chains fell off and the circumstances were changed. Father, we thank you tonight. I just, I, I just feel... So led by the Spirit right now to say, whatever circumstance you're facing, God's got it. He's above it. Maybe you want to stand on your feet. Maybe you just want to commit that circumstance with the chains and the blocks and the prison doors of whatever that circumstance that surrounds you or your family or your finances like a prison tonight. And just raise that up. Let's put the message into practice tonight. In the midst of your circumstance. I will give you all my worship. I will give you all my you alone I long to worship. You alone are worthy of my praise. I will give you all my worship. 
I will give you all my praise. You alone I long to worship. You alone are worthy of my praise. Father, right now, we in the midst of our circumstance, find rest in the storm by bringing Jesus into the circumstance and knowing that you are above it, Lord, knowing that you bring peace and rest. The circumstances are still there, but our point of view has changed because of praise. Because of worshiping you for who you are, we are now above the waves. We are now above the circumstance. And our trust and our faith is, Lord, we will still witness and see how the enemies fall and how you fight our battles for us. I pray for every person tonight in this place, every circumstance within a family, every circumstance within the finances, every circumstances with a job and the supply of work, every circumstance tonight, Lord, we place beneath you because you are above it. And our acknowledgement is you are our salvation. And you have not changed for you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Father, I pray right now that the guilt and the condemnation of our past that would hinder our prayers tonight would disappear like mist before the sun, knowing that you have already chosen to forgive us. You've already chosen to restore us. You've already chosen to set us and all our guilt aside by being our guilt offering, by being our circumstances paid for. And so we are able to pray tonight, and we are able to praise because you are worthy, because you have taken our guilt, you've washed away our sin, you've cleansed us and made us whole. Thank you, our Redeemer our Savior, our God. There is no one like you. We give you praise. Sure. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. Second Chronicles 20, all of 2020 was our scripture. Yet tonight it went to another level, Lord. We just remember this message right now. Praising you above our circumstances. Thank you, Father.